Hello and welcome to a very panicked, desperate to go live. <laughs> people changing things at the last minute. People forgetting their dice. But we're here now for Knights of Evening Star. Welcome, friends. Welcome, everyone. I'm your dungeon master, Mark Sherlock Humes, and as always, I'm joined by my ever lovely players. We have Mika Burton. We have Nate Sharp. We have Anna Prosser and Jonathan Indovino, aka Shady Penguin. Uh, hello, friends. How are we all? How are we all doing? Hello, not out of breath at all or feeling called out. How are you, Mark? Wow. I, I, wow. You weren't the only one who forgot their dice. You were just the one who had to go the furthest distance to get them. Maybe um, you I forgot your, di your dice, Mark. Maybe. Don't yeah. Be, my don't dice be were right pet, here. I, my I was ready. He was ready. Uh, my dice were right here beside me. I just had to lean over and pick them up. Um, Listen, I know. was ready, but I'm not going to say I was ready. So I'm not no, showing off. You know? That's fine. Who's showing Some off? People. I'm just stating a fact. <laughs> Oh, right. Okay. Oh. Okay. Well, we are apparently still here. Maybe no cans. Kind of. It's just darkness, so you can just listen to our lovely voices, um, and hopefully, it will all get fixed. Actually, hopefully. Zoom is working. We just all decided to do it in complete darkness. In complete today. darkness. We turned off all the lights in our rooms. It's very mood. fitting for where you currently are. Very mm -hmm. fitting for where you currently are. There is a lot oh, yeah, of magical darkness. darkness going on. Oh, uh, that's right. Yes. We, mm, indeed. indeed. First I thought you meant like Los Angeles and I was like, it's not dark here. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually quite no, nice and sunny. It's like 80 I, degrees today. I did not mean uh, Los Angeles. Uh, you know, and there's uh, if there's one thing I know about Los Angeles, it's very rarely dark at any point. There's like <laughs> headlights at least for traffic yeah. for yeah. miles. So um, not only is it warm, but we also have light pollution. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah! Yay! Yay! Lovely. All right, I'm just giving. I'm trying to filibuster for time here to see if we we can we're, talk we're about good. we could talk about how Nate and Shady are wearing awesome matching hats i wonder oh where they God. got them where do they get them? like they always do the little toilet boys that they are the toilet uh, boys <laughs> don't tell me you forgot about the best duo uh <laughs> since jesse and can James. never forget about the best duo exactly <laughs> um i love them nate's just not even responding <laughs> He's just stay muted <laughs> i'm like less than half here so <laughs> okay nice 42 percent 42%. Yeah, well, I'll take half. it. Yeah. Whatever yeah, but... percent of Nate I can get, I'll take. But Clive's all here, right? Clive's all here, for sure. Hey! <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Well, let's Clive's play... falling off a bridge. <laughs> let's <laughs> play... Right. <laughs> you are, indeed. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Uh, let's play some Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, I've got a little recap for you all here, just to refresh your memories on what happened last time. So... Our party of nobles and advisors have traveled out of Evening Star on a quest to retrieve a missing family heirloom in exchange for gold and favor. Lady Vanifer Braywinter has tasked them to travel to a haunted ruin of her family's ancestral castle and retrieve a strange lantern. En route, the party found the area had become cloaked in darkness and shadow as they drew closer and closer to the ruin. Agnes rescued a horse that had been made partially ethereal and learned that some powerful magical effect had caused this long, long ago. Heading up into the mountains, the party crossed the bridge that, leads, that leads to Castle Braywinter and were attacked by a giant shadowy hawk. It snatched up Tarkal and flew out of reach, but with some powerful radiant magic, clever wildfire, wildfire spirit teleportation, and reckless jumping, the party fought back and won. 
Although leaving Tarkle and Clive plummeting to the river and rocks a hundred feet below. And that, my friends, is where we begin today's episode. Uh, to set this up, we have this kind of long stone bridge uh, over this, this narrow valley, which at the bottom of uh, has this fast flowing river with rocks. Castle Braywinter is this ominous shadow of a castle. It, it looms up in front of you, uh, really just like dark fingers of a curled hand stretching up towards the sky, obscured by this supernatural darkness all around it. Uh, the giant undead shadow bird, whatever it was, is plummeting to the ground, whilst uh, Tarkal is kind of snatched up in its claws, having just plunged his uh, blade in and some sort of strange power uh, delivering the final blow. Clive is riding the giant bird's head and it is dropping out of the sky. We're going to keep you in initiative. Um, and it was, in fact, Agnes uh, was the next up in the initiative order. Weren't they falling, but they were still within 15 feet of me? No, they were 20 feet uh, below the bridge. Right, but we talked about how I could like hang myself over the bridge you can can certainly try you're going to need to hang at least sort of like five ten feet over so you tell me how you're going to do that and we can go from there uh so i was thinking like if there's a ledge on the there's probably like a waist height ledge on the bridge right yeah it's yeah just about waist height yeah so if agnes is really flexible she can probably reach at least the bottom of the bridge just by reaching down, right? You can certainly try, yeah. Are they are they 15 feet below the you bottom? Give me an acrobatics check to see if you can stretch yourself out to the distance that you would need and not fall off this bridge. I like it. I like it. If you because there is a risk here that if you overextend yourself, there's a chance you're gonna topple and fall over as well. Because this bridge has got like the the walls crumbling, it's all kind of old and decrepit. There's definitely a risk here that if you uh, fail. Well, see, what actually would work is if I like grabbed the edge and like hung down, that would be more likely to get me to the like lower. But I would assume that acrobatics check would be harder. That would be an athletics check because that's more about your grip strength of being able to hold on and then reach down. Acrobatics is going to be more keeping your balance to like lean over and not overextend yourself. I would much rather do an acrobatics check, so. Okay, well, we'll see. See what happens. (laughs) Nine. So you go to lean over. Um, and you, you're, you can, you can tell because this is D and D, right? You can tell that like your wildfire spirit just isn't quite in range. You can see them beginning to drop, and you're trying to reach out. It's not enough, and then you push yourself that little bit more, and that's when you feel your feet slip on the loose stone and rock, and they tip, and you begin pitching over. Um, you are gonna fall. Uh, so give me a dexterity saving throw to see no, if you can try and like. I'm gonna just. Oh, I'm just rolling go. with it because I'm okay. like, well, this will work anyway. So I'm just gonna let myself fall okay. to um, the the place where my my party members are, and then as long yep. as they're within five feet of me, I can transport them all using fiery teleportation. So I'm gonna transport them all back up onto the bridge. Okay, so this is where we're gonna get D and D complicated. So I love you've it. Just fallen over the bridge. They're about twenty feet below you, and they're falling at the same rate that you are mm. now, and it's all happening at once. So mm. you are not going to reach them before they hit the ground. 
So you've got a choice. You're in range that you can use your wildfire spirit to teleport one of them to you. Uh, and maybe they'll still kind of be within range to grab the bridge. You can try and grab the bridge and stop yourself falling, or you can try and like maybe think of a way to catch up to them and then you can teleport them all. But that's a gamble. Like if you don't do it, if you can't find a way to increase your full speed, you'll uh, you'll hit the ground too. Those are your current three options. So I am within range of one of them that I could teleport right now. Yes, there's. They, they, I'd say that you're about fifteen feet. You can it, at a stretch. You can probably get get your fireballs, your fire spirit. Let me double check that I understand. Okay, the spirit and each willing creature of your choice within five feet of it. So within five feet of my spirit, mm -hmm. which I believe is currently on Tarkle. So it's actually the fire spirit's on Tarkle. Oh, that's right. It doesn't have to be me. It has to be the spirit. But the spirit can only teleport them 15 feet. So right now you teleport Tarkal up and he Right. So you okay. were leaning down to try and grab him was my right. kind of understanding That's of right. Thank you. Grab him from that. Yes. So I do want to see if I can grab onto the bridge. Thank you. Okay, sure. Another okay. acrobatics, is that what you said? Uh, it'd be a deck saving throw. Dex save. So you're just like a quick kind of grab yourself. Come on. 22. Okay, with that, you manage to kind of, you feel yourself slipping, you've overextended, you spin your body and your, your nails and your hands grip onto the loose stone at the very bottom of the bridge. Like you're very uh, uncharted Nathan Draking this, mm -hmm. where you've kind of got your hands gripped onto the stones, but you've kept yourself from falling any further. Okay, I'm going to yell now at Kander and have okay. Kander teleport. It's Tarkal that... Tarkal is, he's sat on Tarkal, yes. And it's not, uh, Tarkal's not within five feet my my candor couldn't be within five feet of both Clive and Tarkal. Okay, so just Tarkal. Large. Okay, yep. so um, I'll teleport Tarkal to as close to me as possible. Okay, so and what I'm... happens is you see the blue flames because Candor is currently blue fire, normal than his normal orange red because mm -hmm. uh, this effect. The, you see this kind of storm of fire erupt around the bird's body. It burns it to a crisp. Uh, Tarkal, you feel yourself yanked through the air by this flame. You emerge and you have a few, like, you have like a second where you see bridge and you begin falling again. What do you do? I want to try to grab onto the bridge. That's the thing sure, I see. Deck, deck saving throw. Okay. And I'm trying to grab him too, or like, you know, as sure, much get, as I have, can. Have, well, you're kind of holding on as My well. High. Give yourself advantage on the saving throw okay. as Agnes is going to try and reach out and grab you as well. I rolled a seven, and then I rolled a nine. So nine plus eight is 17. 17 is still enough. You um, you managed to kind of grip one-handed. You're kind of holding on by one hand. Um, Agnes is like holding on by two, but the two of you are on the side of this bridge now, dangling over it. Um, and the fire spirit kind of emerges behind you. Looking down, you just see Clive, like he's riding the atomic bomb, is just on this flaming bird corpse plummeting down towards the ground. Absolutely um, hyped. <laughs> it's still my turn though by the way because the, yeah. the fire elemental bonus yeah and well it shares my initiative order basically it, yeah it go, it's important to remember it goes after you by the way agnes the actual wildfire spirit is you take your turn and then it oh. goes after your initiative so then i don't get to go well you would have had your turn i guess that was you leaning over and then you oh. would basically switch to its go so it could teleport tarkle to you right okay so if there was anything you want to do just do that now but just in the future you go, then the fire spirit goes. Okay. Well, what I was going to do is, um, Azara already has this flying elemental. 
does, out yep. there, right? The air elemental is out, yep. And the air elemental, I would know, is at least corporeal enough that it could catch something. Yes, yes. Okay. It has strength and form, yes. Then I'm going to um, just yell guidance at um, <laughs> Clive and just say, like, you got this, buddy! So... <laughs> You get to roll a d4. Is, is guidance ranged or is it touch? <laughs> oh, it's touch. You're so right. Okay, never mind. I'll do a different thing. I have... So, um... no, you still yell guidance at Clive, but just no <laughs> spell effect happens. <laughs> that ain't... <laughs> I have a, a different one that I will do. Um, I think this is not touch, is it? That's a touch too. Dash, dang it. Well, I just yell. You got this. You could guidance yourself to help making climbing back up easier if you want. Okay, to. I'll do that. I got yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> I got this. Climb back up. All yeah. right. Um, after Agnes, uh, so Tarkle feel you. You see Tarkle kind of erupt in flame. Um, Azara, your yeah. elemental spirit, this kind of air dragon humanoid, is kind yeah. of currently flying in the air. Uh, what do you want? You and again, it's the same thing for you. You take your turn, and then the uh -huh. summoned creature takes its turn after after yours. Right. So, I. I'm going to. Can I hold my action just in case he's what I want to do doesn't work? You can. You have to specify the trigger okay. for your held action to take okay. place. Um, if my elemental spirit does not catch Clive, mm -hmm. I'm going to. Um, I'm going to lightning lure Clive. Okay, you'd have the same problem because it's. What's the range on lightning lure? Fifteen, 15 feet. feet? So you'd have the same problem. You'd have to lean over the edge like Agnes was doing to try and yank him back up. All right, that's so, that's that's a last minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my action. Just okay. All right. Well, you'll have to make uh, it. We'll see you. If you yeah. can keep your balance. But yeah. yeah. Okay. So but that's that's if elemental. that's last case scenario here. I'm hoping that uh, Madragi boy can catch him. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be able to because it has a fly speed which is 40 feet. Yeah. It can dash down and then just make a strength check for the elemental. So this I is just d20 that. plus strength to His see if it can grab him four. in time. Twenty-one. Twenty-one is more than enough. So, uh, Clive, you're kind of like riding this flaming bird down, like yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then you just feel this kind of swirling wind kind of underneath your arms, around your torso, and it kind of plucks you free. And then you are just hovering in midair as the body <laughs> splashes down into the river below. And you're just kind of hanging in the air, held aloft by some unnatural windy source. And I don't know what it is. Wait, you can I have of, him start you, dragging you, him though? Like yeah, I want him to like bring him back. You, you feel yourself being lifted up. And if you kind of turn your body around, you can see this kind of draconic humanoid with these big kind of like blue glowing wings is kind of lifting you up as if it's made from the air itself. Ah, greetings. <laughs> it just kind of makes a noise at you as it's like lifts you back up to the bridge and then gently deposits you next to Azara. Land and just wiping off like ah, just as planned then. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, and yeah, you guys will make it safely back up. You save uh, yourselves from falling. Uh, close call. Um, probably uh, Agnes, you and uh, you and Tarkle with enough time can just kind of clamber your way back up. And especially with Clive there to help kind of pull you up or the air elemental spirit. You're not really at any risk of falling. So it's easy enough to get back up on the bridge. And yeah, there's this moment of quiet as you stand in this unnatural nighttime. Um, candles, blue flame. 
illuminating everything around you and you just see this kind of haunted looking spire in front of you at the end of the bridge what you were making your way to there is a door um it's like set into a outer wall and it's like a not quite a portcullis but it's almost like a little defensible point like a little guard point um and there is a door there can i arcana check to see if i can figure out anything about why candor is blue you can certainly try give me an arcana check i roll a two plus two is four no idea you've never seen candle change color like this this has never happened before you've never read anything up about it you don't know any reason why it would do this um it's always messing with my magic um can i also because i did feel that this was a school of evocation and necromancy in just the general area right yeah so can i arcana check give me an arcana check sure 15? Hmm. Even with a 15, you, you can't think of any... It's it's very strange. Um, Candor is a fire spirit, but it shouldn't be affected by anything like this. There's no change in any of Candor's abilities from what you've seen. It doesn't seem to affect the creature. It's just weird that it's turned it into a blue fire rather than its normal red. Yeah, there's nothing's coming to mind. Does it feel like evocation or necromancy or something else? I mean, when you did it, when you did detect magic earlier, that was on the area below. You've not attempted it since. I mean, it could be a yeah. There's, it's 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 a very odd effect, and with a fifteen, that's not going to be. You that's just you can't put your finger on it. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, it, um, Clive will kindly ask, hey, uh, "Is this one of those parties with a healer?" Uh, Azara will just kind of quietly raise her hand. Hey, <laughs> feel enough. Wee bit woozy. Uh, I'm going to I have a feeling we're not going to be able to take many, many rests. So I will cast Cure Wounds at the first level. Wait, how 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 bad do you look? Um, I'm feeling it. I'd give it a 45 out of 96. <laughs> As a point. I do not mind you guys just saying things like, I have 45 hit points left. Okay. I've used this level spell slot. Like, it, it's just, very hard to put that, that stuff in. That was kind of nice. Out of scale. Out of 96. <laughs> I would put it at this, yeah. Um, um, I can help, too. I'll, I'll take his other paw. You hold one, I'll hold yeah. the other, and we'll both cure wounds at first level. Sounds good. Oh, that's nice, then. <laughs> Right, Tarkal well, also over here bleeding, by the way, cut up from the town. I was going to gonna say, like, how's Tarkal um, doing, by the way? I know he's, a, I know he's a very he's a dashing lion man, but... Um, <clears throat> you got I am also hurt. <laughs> got what? Eight from me. And six from me. Um, I'll, our... pat, I'll pat Tarkal on the shoulder as well. Yeah, spend your slots as you wish to. I was going to also get say, eight. wait, oh, okay, Thank you. we'll save him. Save, save those we, those nifty potions. We have yeah, we have healing potions. It's okay, I'm still missing like 30 HP. So if you if you toss Tarkal a potion, he's gonna drink it. So as a point as well, while you guys are thinking about what you want to do with these potions, um, Agnes, when you use healing magic, do you conjure fire at all? I haven't thought about it. I guess I I kind of assume all of Agnes's magic kind of glows orange. I don't know that it creates flames, but I imagine her hand getting kind of like you know translucent as though okay. fire was under it. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that that acts as normal. Okay. Yep, no change to that. Uh, but yeah, uh, you stand on this quiet bridge. There is no sound 
There's no animals. You can't even really, you can hear just the rushing of the river down below, but even that feels distant, perhaps a little further than it should be. Um, just this ominous castle. Agnes brushes herself off. Well then. And starts walking toward the door. Uh, Azar will stop Agnes before she continues. Um, I just want to reiterate, there is some spell, curse, something upon this castle and the surrounding area. It is messing with your magic. It is dampening the sound. I don't know how powerful it is, but just be careful. And then she'll take her hand off. Clive bangs on the door. <laughs> yeah, so Clive, <laughs> big paw kind of slams into it. Um, there's a couple of things. So the the outer walls. Now that you kind of cross the bridge, you've got this large reinforced wooden door behind uh, in front of you with a small kind of art, like an archway above it. And then the walls extend out, and they are like sheer cliff drops down to the river below. The walls from the bridge are about 15 feet high. So if you wanted to climb over this door, it's about 15 foot over it. Uh, the door is locked. Like, Clive, as you bang on it, you can tell that it is maybe barred or has been locked. Um, you can try and break it down, or there does appear to be like a, an actual lock, like a, you know, like a, you know, something that a key would open. Um, you don't see any other way in. This seems to be, you know, the main entrance, uh, probably what the defenders of the castle would have fought and died to protect. Like, this is, you know, the choke point. Um, you can see that the wall around it, there are definitely battlements where arches would have been posted. Um, can't see anybody, any figures walking around at the point at this point, though. All right, I'm gonna try to break the lock. Sure, yeah, give me a strength check, just um, just straight up strength or athletics, mm -hmm. I suppose. Athletics. Yes, thank you. That would be a sixteen. Yeah, even with your strength, you kind of argh, like this is thick steel. Um, the the lock seems to be heavy. Like you try and like shoulder barge the door. You try and like kick it, punch it. It, it takes the blows like this is obviously meant to withstand you know battering rams and sieges this is a very sort of fortified uh piece of piece of kit is the lock made of metal uh it is made of metal yes um like I would old like to, steel i would like to shocking grasp it to see if i can Ooh. just like fray it apart mm. i guess um yeah. i have advantage on the attack if it's made of metal you do. It's more the damage, I'm thinking. Like, you can gotcha. grab the lock, because the lock's not going to go anywhere. You grab the lock and you send yeah. lightning through it, but that yeah. doesn't seem to really... Um, you're not sure if you've maybe damaged some of the internals or not, but, like, yeah, it doesn't show any sign of, like, breaking the lock apart or anything like that. Uh, having seen all this, can I try and uh, just pick it? Yeah, so you kind of, like, brush the others aside, Tarkle, and then get, like, a little set of tools out and start... Mm. Yeah. yeah, sure, give me a... Um, this is um, D20 plus dex plus proficiency for you. Okay. Roll the 10 plus 8 plus 4, so 22. Nice. Uh, just the dex mod, by the way, not like... Oh, the mod. Oh, never mind. mind. That's a dirty I mean, lie. That's it's still, still very high, yeah. Takes you, like, maybe a couple of seconds, like maybe 10, 15 seconds, and then you hear the... And then the lock kind of swings open. You can unpad lock it and, and pull it apart, basically. Um, and yeah, the door's then just kind of begin to, you know, there's, they're stiff, like Clive has to kind of tug on them, but uh, it kind of scrapes against the stone. That uh, opens up. Um, and looking in through the doorway, it appears to lead into a lower courtyard. Um, and if you check out the Roll20 map uh, that I sent you guys uh, oh, last week. Shoot. That's all right. No worries. Um, 
I'm going to move you guys in. Uh, you see this lower courtyard. So being a castle, uh, this appears to be um, a section where there are outer walls. And then there is a short set of stairs that lead up. And uh, that seems to go up into an upper courtyard. Uh, you can see uh, the lower section of the courtyard is a flat section of carved stone with a short set of stairs leading up to the main courtyard outside the castle's main buildings. A smaller stone building with thin arrow slit windows looks down on this section from the upper courtyard uh, behind it. Uh, and uh, the, they have these black thin arrow slit windows staring down soullessly at you. Um, you can also see immediately to the side, there's like this round platform where arches would have once been positioned. But in place, it's been filled with messy nest of branches, broken timbers, old straw, and a couple of goat carcasses lay at its center. I mean, it's very large. It looks like a giant bird nest. Hmm. Well, that makes sense because we just saw a giant bird. Can I investigate the area for any like shiny things the bird might have gathered or any other mm, items? Yeah, it'll take you some time to dig through it, but you can start rummaging through this nest if you like. I, I know birds like shiny things. So. Yeah, I'm going to put you all in this area, but this is like not actual movement on the map. This is just to kind of give you guys an idea of roughly where you are. Um, yeah, you watch. What, what about the rest of you? Agnes starts digging her way through this goat carcass and pulling apart pieces of this this nest um do you guys just wait for her do you want to kind of head on deeper into the castle what what do you want to do uh i'd probably want to just like yeah kind of walk along the wall and look for anything that's suspicious any markings mm -hmm. or sure cool okay so uh azara clive um yeah i feel like i want to start looking for anything that may be like runic or magic based mm -hmm. you know trying to get a vibe for the castle and okay. this heavy enchantment whatever it may be mm -hmm. and then clive and i think or are you just i want to look for something that's breakable okay yeah i mean looking in this nest there's definitely like these huge pieces of timber they look like they're like housing beams that have been brought up mm -hmm. or like pieces of an old wagon or a cart seem to have been snatched up and there's easily like you know there's like pieces of wood broken wheels that you could snap apart and things like that for sure um it's um, more like seeing if I don't know. There's like a hole in the wall that I could like bash, or there's some. Ah, okay. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, well, I'll go around then. So, Azara, you don't see any runes or even any things like um, braziers or marks or anything like that. You even don't see any sign of magic spells being cast. You don't see any like scorch marks or, you know, uh, lightning blasts or anything like that. This looks unnaturally clean like everything here looks preserved as if it's been untouched by anything really mm -hmm. um but no no runes or anything like that uh clive the walls all look very sturdy these are like castle walls none of them look like they've deteriorated that you could punch a hole through or anything like that they're thick wooden walls um looking up at the you know the stone building there may be something like further in like that but around this area nothing you can really break uh tackle again the the walls themselves you kind of walk around the edges you don't see anything unusual there are places like arrow slits that defenders and archers would take position in um it looks very defensible but again no bodies no signs of battle or anything like that okay agnes digging through the nest um you do find it you do find a couple of things um buried underneath Yay. uh you find <laughs> some human looking remains Ew. um 
you i mean they, they must be old you know most of it's just bones and bits of kind of tattered cloth and metal um but there is also a kind of loose leather pouch which has managed to survive somehow um a pair of old leather boots a ragged cloak um but apart from that that is that's all you find what's in the pouch mark uh, you pop open the pouch <laughs> make no uh the pouch contains a couple of things um a bunch of coins um there is 300 silver pieces uh, 150 copper pieces and a ornate emerald dragon statue so a green dragon statue made of emerald um worth 250 gold i'm sorry i i got overwhelmed okay. 300 silver right 300 silver and 150 copper 150 copper and a green dragon statue made of emerald okay worth 250 gold nice yeah awesome um going into the magical tattoo fund mm-hmm yeah i guess i'll just like i'll i'll show it to the party and be like look what i found and I put see. it in my bag yeah it looks um, like maybe some old trader's pouch or something like that or, or somebody that was carrying something of worth actually um, i'll just give the money to azara because hasn't azara been managing the money have i I don't know. I like I've, I've, managed, I've been, been managing a lot dust. of things. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. we have been bringing I mean, it to yeah. dusk. Okay, yeah. never mind. Well, it sounds I'll, like yeah. you've got it on your person, so keep yeah. keep a note of it for now. Um, you do see the stairs that lead up into the upper courtyard, and then yeah, that's pretty much. There's no doors or anything like that around here. Um, it's just the stairs leading up. Thanks, bird. And they're short stairs. They're like you know, like you know, not even five feet. It's just kind of like this little step up into an upper courtyard area. Cool. Cool. All right, you guys all move in that direction. You sticking together? Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. I'll move my little camera. Um, the upper courtyard, this would have once been a beautiful open plaza before the castle's interior walls. So you have these outer walls that defend it, but then inside there is a secondary sort of 20-foot tall interior wall um, that's connected to many of the interior buildings. Uh, there are stone braziers. They sit unlit amidst statues of Cormirian knights and a carved path leads down the side of the main castle buildings towards what appears to be a dark, overgrown garden. Set into the castle's interior walls, uh, further to the south uh, on the map, you do see the shape of a large stone, uh, large wooden door, um, maybe sort of 10, 15 feet tall, but it almost appears to be covered in writhing shadows that seem to move and undulate. Uh, along the actual door's surface and then to the side of you there is a stone squat building um, that looks like it might have been a guard house it has a reinforced door um, an arrow slit windows and there is a second floor balcony that looks down onto the courtyard from above um, those of you i think agnes the there's definitely one thing you notice um, the sound of soft singing can be heard coming from the path that leads towards this overgrown garden um and also candles blue flames seem to get even dimmer um the closer you get to the castle still enough he doesn't seem to be harmed it's not like he's injured but the the flames are barely giving off like he doesn't give off much light anyway it's just a very faint faint glow um but it's almost nothing like you can see him but mainly through your own dark vision um and looking around all of you because you all use dark vision that black and white chromatic sight 
that effect where the shadows seem to almost move on their own, where the dark and the light seems to merge and mix and shift is even more pronounced here. Um, you look around and all of you see black shapes, like humanoid shadows going about their business, walking amongst the courtyard as if still living. Guards with halberds and crossbows march in rank and file, whilst women in dresses and men in tunics seem to move together. All just flat shadows on the ground, but as if the people that they were connected to were still there. And they seem to move and shift. Can I do a specific arcana check seeing what Azara knows about multiplanar existence? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. 25. Drawing closer to all of this and now that you're kind of seeing some of these effects, the shadows and the dark vision especially, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, there is one thing which does seem to kind of become more apparent. The necromancy, the shadows, the slight hints of evocation, the darkness. Mm -hmm. There is a plane called the Shadowfell. It is a plane of undeath. It is a plane of darkness. And many magics that kind of conjure darkness or uh, create undead creatures are often connected to the Shadowfell. You're beginning to get Love that. that that knowledge is coming to your mind. Like yeah. as you're looking around, you remember kind of lessons about the different planes and yeah, there's been effects that have been connected to the shadow fell that have like drained the light out of a room or have created living shadows and things like that. Um, I will impart that wisdom onto the party um, and sure. also say, and seeing what we saw with our new horse friend here i think this castle this, this area is trapped partially between realms um or the realms are bleeding in here but either way this is this is a dark a dark magic um i'm not sure how that's going to affect us i'm not sure what we're going to encounter but we are witnessing otherrealmly beings or possibly this castle was sucked into the Shadowfell. I'm not quite sure, but it even disturbs me. What about the rest of you? What's everyone doing? Clive, Tarkle? I want to like swing my uh, I just, well, I just kind of want to swing around and see if like the shadows react. No, they don't. So no. Clive, you start swinging the morning star around or like fists, whatever it is. It's almost as if you're not there to them. Um, and there's nothing in the air. Like, there's no, there's nothing casting the shadow. It's like the shadow exists without the, the person that made it. Um, and even trying to step on it, they just walk under as if un un unfazed by your actions. Yeah. You notice, again, looking around, that dark vision definitely is playing tricks on your mind. Like, you know, the, the doorway... Uh, the large doorway that seems to lead into the true interior of the castle, like this inner courtyard where the court, the castle buildings are, it's almost like shifting and moving as if made of living shadows. Uh, you can see the building, the little guardhouse, the, the windows and the doorway, they're so oppressively dark. It's like it's sucking anything in. It's almost like drawing in everything around it. Um, 
and you can just hear this very faint agnes is the main one who hears it you can hear this faint singing coming from down the side of the castle um, along this path that seems to lead towards the shadowy shape of an overgrown garden uh i am gonna make sure everybody hears that i'm gonna be like listen and point out the sound yeah, you will hear it and it's soft music there's almost um Agnes and Azara would probably know, recognize it. It's an old Cormirian like court song. It's the kind of song that bards or musicians might play at a noble's court. It's an old should one. We just, should we just um, head towards the singing? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that these are ghosts of nobles past and they are still singing this song. I don't know if they're quite ghosts or if they've been taken to another plane and are still preserved, like the horse. That makes it should, sense. It should be dead, but it's not. Well, we're not finding answers in here, so I'll just keep going. <laughs> well, so yeah, you've got a couple of choices, Clive. Like you can head towards the gardens, like I was suggesting. There is yeah. the big main door that leads into the the main castle area, or there's this little guardhouse. But do you want to? So you want to head towards the gardens? Yeah. Okay. So Clive just takes off. Um, in Clive fashion, he just leads the charge. What's everyone else doing? You following or are you going to hang back? Yeah. yeah, I'll follow. I'll follow. I think first I want to take a uh, brazier. I was like, brazier? Nope. That's so. I was like, nope. <laughs> well, nope. The braces are, they're, they're big, heavy stones. Oh, they're not braces. like, they're not like. They're not a, like a little torch one. No, these are like big, heavy ones. Just you notice that there's no torches or lanterns or anything. Like, oh. there's no light in this entire place. Like, so the, the braces are unlit. I, well, just as an experiment, just to kind of mm -hmm. confirm the theory, Azara just wants to like small firebolt at one of the brazers to so just to see if it goes blue. Soon as you cast the firebolt, your firebolt turns blue. Uh -huh. When it hits the kind of, um, there would have been like coal or like tinder and oils left in these braziers. Mm -hmm. As soon as it hits, the brazier flares to life with blue flame. <laughs> and it casts this eerie, ominous glow in the entire area. All of the shadows that walk past seem to become more real the second that that light is there. Oh, I'm going to light the hallway then. <laughs> so you're doing that while the other three kind of get a good bit of distance ahead of you. They're going to yeah. be like a, a And then I'll follow after them once I'm done. Sure. Yeah, so you kind place. of light these four blaze, uh, braces and this yeah. blue flame like uh, looms behind you. Those, uh, so Clive, Tarkle and Agnes leading the charge. Um, the castle gardens are set into a lower section of the courtyard. So the path actually heads down another set of steps and kind of winds its way round to the side of the castle, like still behind the castle walls, um, but kind of lower down into the, the mountain itself. Um, there, is, there are rows of dark shrouded, heavily overgrown hedges and flower beds, ivy colored trellises and tall rough uh, kind of like shaped trees. They kind of obscure, almost creating not quite a maze, but obscuring most of the rest of the garden. You can see what appears to be the top of a gazebo in the very center of the gardens, just poking up over the top of these hedges and overgrown trees and trellises. Uh, you can also see there appears to be a section of the wall, the outer wall has broken away um, and leads into the larger mountains um, behind uh, the actual castle. Um, it looks like maybe it was damaged a long, long time ago and that's all broken down, possibly offering an alternative way into the castle if you'd gone a different route or explored uh, the mountains over the other side of the river. 
uh, the singing becomes more prominent and it appears to be coming from that gazebo in the very center of the garden obscured by all of these hedgerows and, and uh, flower beds and things like that. I Agnes is noticed, just gonna... I, the other thing I, was, I forgot, this was I wrote this at the very bottom. Um, when you enter this place, the temperature drops and there's just this heavy sadness that is just in the air. Like it just feels like a sad place and the temperature is, is definitely much colder here. Agnes is just gonna like, since Clive seems so confident, she's mm -hmm. just kind of like letting him lead and sure. lurking behind him. Okay, sure. Clive, what are you doing? If you're taking the lead here, uh, you and Tarkle, if there's anything you guys want to do. Clive's just kind of going to walk until something happens. So like push <laughs> through sort of these overgrown hedgerows and kind of get mm -hmm. to the middle where the singing's coming from. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can start doing that. It's going to, you have to kind of like weave your way through and occasionally kind of like, you know, pull out weeds and push things aside and bushes out the way. Uh, Tarkle, are you going with him? Yeah. I was just going to follow him. Right. And then Agnes following behind and then Azara is a few steps behind you all. The three of you following Clive um, uh, with Agnes, uh, Zara a little bit behind, you push through and Clive eventually kind of like gets his big paws, pushes aside this hedgerow and you step into this middle of this quite picturesque, or at least it would have once been picturesque garden. This large, tall stone columns with a beautiful kind of latticed gazebo top. Uh, dominate the center of the space and you can see stone benches um, you can see like little water features no longer all dried up no longer with water in them um, and overgrown flower beds in the very middle two semi-translucent uh, noble women uh, one appears to be a, Comor a Comorian human um, dressed in noble finery. The other appears to be uh, an elven hunter of some kind, dressed in these kind of traditional elven silks of a land not of Cormir. Doesn't appear to be Cormirian. Um, and they're singing. And when Clive bursts through, and the three of you, and, and Azara, uh, uh, Agnes, and, and Tarkal, you kind of come with him, their attention immediately snaps up. And you can see these haunted, ghostly visages. They kind of look up. And their faces contort like, get out, get out of here. I need all three of you to immediately make wisdom saving throws, please. Uh, 11. 11. 18. 18. 18. 16. 16. Um, so uh, you got 11 as uh, Agnes and then 16, 18. Agnes, this instills such a deep horrific fear into you you are frightened um of these um Tarkle and 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 uh and and clive you managed to kind of steal your hearts like their visages seem to twist and and, sh and and twist into these horrific forms but you kind of steal yourself um as this kind of wave of terror passes through you um that's it's it is a role initiative time um as these they do not seem to be very pleased about being disturbed uh, I'm going to quickly throw an encounter together. I roll initiative as well. Am I yes, there? please. You okay. you were just a little step behind, so you weren't subjected to the same effect. But um... it's like when you're watching a scary movie through your fingers, and you're just far <laughs> enough away that it's not yeah. scary. You were, you were behind the sofa. <laughs> it's not um, real. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. <laughs> uh, so Clive, fourteen, fourteen, Agnes, 
22. 22. Tarkle. 17. 17. Azara. Rounded it out with a solid 10. 10. Nice. So, uh, Agnes, you are the first to react, but you are frightened. Um, frightened condition. You have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of your fear is within line of sight. And you cannot willingly move closer to the source of your fear. So you can't get any closer to these spirits. Um, their forms just seem to haunt you. You almost see like your own... It's like looking into a mirror of your own distorted, twisted face. This Cormerian noblewoman just shrieking at you. Get out! Get out! Get out! Probably brings back some horrible childhood memories of being a yeah. noble child in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, like, you know, like a, some matron of your families that would, you know, that you hated, like chasing you out of a place you weren't meant to be. And it instills the, that, that childish panic and fear in your heart. Um, what would you like to do? Candor shares my initiative order, but is Candor under the same conditions that I am? Uh, no, and he, but just don't forget, Candor goes after you. So you right. take all of your actions and turn you want to do, and then Candor gets to go afterwards. Um, <laughs> and I say like, because you summoned him, like it's not been an hour, but we'll probably say there's like a good sort of 30 minutes left because it's yeah. less than an hour. Um, well, now I'm right behind Clive, right? Because I was mm -hmm. following him. Yep. So now I'm going to, reach out timidly and pat him on the back and say, you got this. And I'll give him guidance now. Okay. So it's um, um, D4 to ability checks, right? Yes. Okay. Actually, can I change my mind? Sure. Instead of that, I'm going to get, I'm going to do enhance ability. Mm -hmm. And that is going to give, um, Let's see. So just as a, as a quick reminder, because uh, people get tripped up on this, things like a, a, an ability score, having like a bonus or advantage on an ability score is different to an, an advantage on things like attack rolls and saving throws. They That's why specify. I changed my mind. Yeah. Um, so instead, I'm going to do um, Bear's Endurance on okay. Clive. Clive. And what that does is means he has advantage on constitution checks, but... It also gives him 2d6 temporary hit points. Sounds so great. So that will be 10 temporary hit points. 10 temporary hit points. Bam. And that is your cool. action? Yeah. And then Candor will fly out and um, just do a nice little flame seed in front of the okay. specters and just see if fire hurts them. So that will be... 21 to hit 21 definitely hits who would you like to attack the ghost uh the ghostly noblewoman or the ghostly elf noblewoman because she seems to be the one screaming at me okay. <laughs> yeah. that will be eight fire damage eight points of fire damage uh they are resistant so you see the flame this blue flame definitely strikes the figure but part of it kind of phases through it does seem to kind of shrug off some and the second it is attacked you see the noble woman just her, her face twists before it was like a frightening thing now you see that there is anger behind it um this is not enough that we suffer here now you have come to destroy us whoops uh tackle uh i want to go ahead and toss my dagger at the one that just got lit up in flames okay go for it uh, agnes hadn't even considered that maybe these weren't enemies she was so frightened she just was like fire 
Let's see if this actually works on dndbeyond.com. No, it's not working. Okay. Uh, well, it's going to be a lot of dice to roll. I don't know why it's not working. 1d4 plus 4, which will be yep. 6. Uh, you Did you have advantage on this attack roll? Oh, I have to roll again. You're right. I do have advantage because I'm going before them. You're going before them, yeah. So that's why you get the sneak attack as well. All right. So no crit, sadly. Okay. But still a um, hit and still a sneak attack? Yep. So I'll roll 46. Uh, maybe this will work in dndbeyond.com? Nope. Okay. Uh, 6... <laughs> Plus two is oh. eight. Uh, while you do that, just add up your damage. Agnes, can you roll another wisdom saving throw for me? At the end of your turn, you get to save against the fear effect. So, Ooh, I think 20. that's going to be better. That's going to be 24. That does succeed. You are no longer frightened. So at the Huzzah. end of your turn, you become unfrightened. Tarkal, sorry, my apologies. No worries. Total damage is 21. 21. Uh, and yours is uh, Kiss of Silver is a magical weapon, isn't it? Yes. And again, do you want to strike the noble woman or the elf? Yeah, the noble woman, the one that uh, my sister had okay. set on fire. The dagger like pierces through, and unlike the fire, which kind of partially phased through, whatever magic is imbued into Kiss of Silver, it strikes the ghost as if it's a real creature. And you see her kind of stumble back, like, they're assassins. They're assassins, Carla. We must kill them now. And like, it kind of seems to stagger back. Um, okay, anything I else? also... I also just remembered that I do get my mysterious patron damage. Um, ah, it is. That does not seem to take any effect. The same cloak pin, and Agnes would be the first time you see it. Azara's just a bit too behind. The brooch on Tarkal's cloak glows, and there is this green mist that surrounds his blade before he throws it, but the mist seems to have no effect on the, the two specters on the spectre. Um, Interesting. Are okay, you staying then... next to Clive? Yeah, I'm going to stay next to Clive. Okay. Clive of the Wild Mane. Yes. It is your I, turn. Okay. So let me see. If Did I hear them say we have to kill them? Uh, well, when, they, when she was stabbed through the heart by a mm -hmm. magic dagger, she did say they are assassins. We have to <laughs> kill them. Yes. That's good enough for me. I'm going to swing my morning star at her head. <laughs> Sure. All right, well then. Let's see. Whoop. So you move up to the right five. You kind of like rush towards them and then bring yes. the monster down. And I and I crit. Okay. Nice. Yep. And right. I finally get to use this. I have brutal critical. Yeah, you do. When I crit, uh, you can roll one additional weapon damage die. Yes. Dang. Yep. So I know you have special crit rules. How do you want me to do this? So the way I do this is um, it's uh, so you maximize the normal weapon die. Mm -hmm. uh, you roll the weapon die again. You'd roll the weapon die again for brutal critical and then cool. add modifiers. Okay. And is it yeah. the modifier three times or just once? It's just once. And then don't okay, forget gotcha. your rage bonus as well. You get another plus three damage because of... Uh, oh, you're not raging yet, are you? Oh, I'm not raging yet. Can I raging. rage? Uh, you would have to have rage before your attack, yeah. That's okay. Oh, that would have been a lot of damage. <laughs> 21. 21, but your mace is not magical. I, I'm assuming you strike the same one that Tarkle and Agnes have hit. Yes. 
So the mace, uh, the morning star rather, passes through her and you definitely feel it connect with something, some sort of essence, but it kind of whips through it um, as if partially not there. And you see her kind of stagger back and just like her face contorts again, just like a creature. They are some sort of beast. One of Radrin's experiments. Uh, anything else, Clive, on your turn? Yes. I would like to do that again. You may do that again. <laughs> But for, can I take a bonus action in between my attacks? You can't between your attacks. You can move between them, but unfortunately you can't. I know. What? I'm, okay. I'm a stickler for rules. you got to remember to rage first. Rage yeah. first, then, then charge. Well, I wasn't going to rage, but then I saw the crit, and I'm like, oops. <laughs> uh, that is a 20-something. Mm, that hits yeah this cool. noble woman it's like she's a specter there's no armor she doesn't really try and dodge the blow she just kind of brings her hands up to try and defend herself um wham uh that is six more damage six more damage again the morning star does kind of like partially phase through she's still there although parts of her have kind of almost been separated like pulled out like wisps of air and smoke that have been pulled away from a campfire um as you strike her uh, as Agnes, else? sorry, just as a as a free action, Agnes wants to yell out because she she was frightened and she freaked out and now she's feeling really guilty that she was the one that dealt the first blow, but they didn't even try talking to these people and they may be actually in trouble and trapped here. So she's gonna yell out like, "Wait, wait, wait! Let let's talk! Let's talk!" And she's trying to say this in the middle of all of this flying and so that's violence. it so agnes is calling this out as like the mace swings and like tarkle's blade goes in stuff like that azara's and... also screaming this <laughs> like well it's azara's turn after cool. the ghost shit so uh, oh, it's like the... wait so you you engage this battle and then you want to call it off and talk well, Clive, I would like you to make a charisma saving throw for me, please, as the noblewoman's ghost attempts to fly into your body. <gasps> Typical politicians. Uh, what was the save? Charisma. Uh, 14. Okay. You feel another presence in your body and it, you, your head is flooded with these like flashes of memories. You remember the sky being covered in blue fire and you remember fear and the grip of somebody's hand a friend at your side and then just pain and suffering and then just loneliness and just a strange sense of being trapped somewhere but you also remember that you're clive of the wild main no that that's not who you are and when you kind of remember that it forces this essence out of you and this noble woman's spirit kind of is ejected from your body um as she attempted to possess you um as she does uh meanwhile whilst you're dealing with that uh the elven woman's ghost uh locks eyes with tarkal and it's just like you hurt my friend and just kind of glides towards you just like no movement of like her legs but just a hand outstretched and she goes to grab you by the throat uh for a natural 20 <laughs> yeah mark yeah yep i'm right. sorry i am sorry i cast uncanny dodge give me a damage uh yeah you can uncanny dodge this and i'm gonna definitely recommend you do that because i'm using my own crit rules so 12 24 27 30 25 that would be 39 points of necrotic damage would you like to use uncanny dodge yes please 
Uh, so you can half that to 39, 15, uh, 17, I think that would be. Um, uh, it would be 19 or 20. I don't know if you round down or up. Uh, round down, 19. Yeah, cool. I'm being slow. So That's yeah, fine. 19 points of necrotic damage as this, this she grips you round the throat and you can almost feel like your blood vessels turning black. It's like your life is being sucked out of you. Sick. You hurt my friend. Long have we suffered, and now you bring us more pain. And she just begins throttling you. Uh, Azara. Uh, seeing all of this and knowing that they are just people that are trapped <laughs> in another plane, Azara's going to like push through to the front um, and pretty much echoing what Agnes was saying and just saying, like, stop. They are they are just nobles. They are trapped in this... in. The, the dark, the shadow fell, and I'm going to uh, grip my carved Arifania, uh bodice that I have, and I'm going to cast uh, Turn Undead. I'm going to channel my divinity and turn okay. undead. <laughs> to make, sure. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I apologize. Leave us. Just cont- we, we're, we're trying to free you. I'm trying to like make them I'm trying leave, to make them leave. Yeah, leave, okay, but so also telling them like we're going to save you. We're so sorry. What's the saving throw on this? Because there's no there is. Throw, it just undead. says turn undead. Okay. Oh wait, no, here it is. Thirteen wisdom. Thirteen. Thirteen wisdom. Yeah. Okay, I mix for both of them. Uh, right, that is a natural one. So, um, the one who is gripping Tarkle, mm-hmm. uh, you see her kind of shy away, and there's almost a, a recognition of the symbol you're holding. Mm-hmm. Um, she seems to almost recognize it, and is ah, like brings it up as it begins glowing brightly, like she, not to you, but to them, like it, almost like she's blinded by it. She's mm-hmm. just like, ah, ah, and she like backs away from Tarkle um, in an instant. The the noblewoman one that's staring down Clive seems to be perhaps too enraged at this point to really like have it take effect and she does mm-hmm. resist the saving throw but the other one is calling out to her just like ah, lady dahlia with please i do not wish to see you harmed any further and like it's kind of like shying backwards from it um agnes uh, unless there's anything else on your turn azara um no i think i think that's that's it because i forgot to quicken I, that's not a spell, technically, is it? It's an action to use. It's an yeah, action you can't to use, so it, I can't no. quicken it. Um, then, as it, as a bonus action, can I plead with them to to trust us? Make a persuasion check for me. Cool. Oh, I'm good at that. Eighteen. Okay. You definitely see that like they are listening, and the one you've turned is kind of like shying away from you, and the other one, like the rage is there and you can mm-hmm. see that these must be pain spirits like yeah. there's something about them but they've they've seen a threat and she's still wary um agnes your turn i'm gonna join in the same effort and say we're sorry we were startled please forgive us allow us to introduce ourselves i'm lady agnes crown silver at your service make a persuasion check for me please that's going to be 18 18 okay you do see uh the one that's currently being turned is like almost unable to look in your direction like something whatever me whatever azara is holding is blinding her um, Mm -hmm. and she's shying away from it the other one definitely kind of drops herself and she doesn't carry a weapon but she kind of like is is just 
in, in a defensive posture um and you just hear this kind of rasping voice just just like uh, crown silver nobles uh, you are all the way in Sezael. why would you be here you were not at radrin's party and she looks confused uh tarkal if that's all you're doing agnes you're not doing anything else you're just trying to calm them down like mm -hmm. speak to them okay tarkal do you do anything uh, do I recognize any of these places and words that they're saying? Radrin's party uh, and... Suzale is the capital of Cormir. So yeah. that's where you went to meet the queen um, yes. when we, this all this began. Um, Radrin, you don't... Radrin, Raiden doesn't really ring a bell. Um, not to anything you really know. Um, was that not the name that was in the journal? Azara remembers because you remembered, but it seems like Tarkal didn't But he read this. the journal out loud! <laughs> he did. Obviously he doesn't remember it in the heat of the moment of being on... How many hit yeah, points, Tarkal? 30 it's hit not points? Coming, it's not coming to mind right now, but I just seeing uh, Agnes and Azara trying to calm the situation, I'm not going to do anything. My dagger's just going to stay sheathed. And I'm you just kind of... You yeah. just kind of like back off and like, you know, raise your hands up and yeah, like, yeah. surrender? Sure. Okay. Maybe I don't raise my hands, but I back off. You just back off next to Agnes yeah. or like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about Clive? So this is the, the big one. <laughs> Clive's really not happy about being someone else for a second. Yeah. What does Clive do? <laughs> I love it when a player rolls their own will save wisdom saving throw. <laughs> They're like, let me just check. He takes one of those big like big cat lion huffs out of his nose and just like blows this hot air on this ghost lady mm -hmm. and stands <laughs> down just a big okay we'll drop out of initiative then because they also back off the one who was turned literally pulls herself away until she's like a good 30 feet away um... and it's just like ah, priestess of Adri, lower that light i cannot stand it Azara will immediately turn off whatever okay. she cancel the turning of cancel the turn undead and yeah. she'll say uh is it Raidrin? Raidra? Raiden is Raiden, the Lord. King Raiden. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lord Raiden. Azara will immediately say, uh, Lord Raiden, he please tell us about this party. I know this seems strange, but we we were sent here to retrieve a lantern. Do you know You are asking too many questions? It is it's been so long. It's always just been the two of us. Songs. Memories. Ask one question at a time, please. Of course. I, I apologize. First for your situation. Second for the questions. Uh, would you mind explaining how you came to be isolated and alone? Uh, the human woman steps forward and you can see she stands with the air of a true noble. Yes. What led us here? Raiden was an ambitious man. Loved. Pride of House Braywinter. He threw the most incredible galas. Color. Ulven and I, we attended, we danced, we ate, we drank. Carla, we wanted air, quiet. We stepped outside for but a moment. 
as Radrin spoke of his grand plans, of his research, he came to the gardens to sing and laugh. And then the sky was lit by blue flame. The last thing I remember, the last breath I took, it tasted, it tasted like death. You see their forms, they, even as they speak, it's like they forget that you're even there. Like they become distracted and lost in their own memories. Their forms become to change to more translucency and they shift and move. Um, uh, Azara will say, kind I... of... oh. <laughs> ah, they, they do snap back to it as Clive kind of gets in their face. And there is a flicker where like their face almost turns that horrific visage again, but they, they keep it under control. Um, why? Are you here? And they're asking Clive. They don't look at Azara. They, they, when you draw your attention to them, why have you come to this cursed place? Uh, well, I'm an independent contractor, and I was sent to take a look at uh, these, uh, these fine young, or whatever they are. Nobles, a mercenary. Have you come to slay Raiden before his plans, before his ambition kills us all? Oh. Is that what we were sent to do? I thought we were just getting like a little lamp or something. Azar will ignore that and say, <laughs> uh, would you mind telling us about these plans? Does it have anything to do with uh, Lady Cecilia? A Cecilia. An odd one, quiet. Her and Raiden did not get along. No, Raiden's ambitions, they were so great. He promised us so much. Grey Winter would rule Cormir. We would be regarded as great scholars of magic. And the elf kind of steps forward. He promised us. He promised us the shadow magic would be safe. He promised us that his work would be safe. And you can see the spirits start getting angry when they start thinking and remembering about this. Um, you can see them beginning to boil over with rage. Uh, Azar will kind of like try and calm them and say, I, I, I don't mean to upset you. I, I only mean to make this right, to try and free you. If, if we can work together, wish to see you free wishes wishes i wish that ulvin could have joined us at least the three of us would have been together at the end yes what happened to him is he alive did he escape you just they kind of start going off they start talking about memories about this ulvin like a like a like a friend it sounds like that they're a friend of the three of like the three of them were all friends mm -hmm. um and they start talking about like an old party they went to and that time when they saw that play at the theater and they kind of get lost in these memories um, um zara will try and bring them back gently and say i i don't mean to stop your reminiscing i just this shadow magic was this did raiden unleash this upon this area is this why you're trapped we do not know okay. the blue fire came 
changed everything, but we were engulfed by it. Raiden, whatever he was doing, and they just point in the direction of the castle. Mm. The elven woman looks, and she actually steps towards uh, Agnes and Tarkle. We dare not go in that place. His shadows will see us. You're afraid. What well, shadows? I think that's where we're going. So, <clears throat> would you happen to have any information on which? Is there like one tower? Like when they point towards the castle, is there a few no? Towers? You can see that there's like separate buildings. So the inner walls, there's like you guys are in like an outer courtyard. There's like a set of inner walls, and then there are multiple buildings within inside that part of the castle. Um, okay. They want... point in the main castle halls, but he had chambers below. And, and would you happen to know where Cecilia's tower was? Yes, you will see it inside the interior courtyard. It rises, and they point to a spire, and you can see like a domed building. Mm. Um, her tower, her birdcage, her prison of her own making. If you go there, if Raiden's spirit still lives, destroy him and end this. Or find our friend and send him to us do this and there will be a gift you're muted Mika no oh what was the friend's name again uh Ulvin Ulvin mm -hmm. um Azar will say we will do our absolute best and I I have one final question and I, questions. I don't so many questions I, and you can see them beginning to get annoyed but sure. I, I promise I this is we will search for your friend so you can ask, rest in peace ask me if if a Bray winter wanted to reclaim something that Lady Cecilia once had would this would this mean danger for for people in this realm Cecilia was an enemy of Raiden. Whatever she made was likely to oppose him. I suspect you will find it a useful tool. Thank you for your time, and we will do our best to bring Olven back to you. They just drift together once again, and they kind of sit quite prettily, like on the benches. Um, the elf kind of seems to almost uh, begin to play an instrument that isn't there. They just hold their hands up and they're almost as if like beginning to play a lute or a lyre. Um, and the, the human noble woman begins to sing again. And it's the same song that you heard before. And they just seem to kind of drift back into this thing that they were maybe doing before they died. And that seems to be their kind of neutral state where they're not agitated. They seem to be not at peace, but at least non-hostile. Um, you do see... Uh, the you see that beneath the benches um, now that like having the this immediate conflict there is this beautiful quiver um, and it seems to be amidst a pile of broken bone fragments and tattered fabrics uh, that seem to be bodies um, but in amongst it is this beautiful kind of silver white leather quiver stamped with an emblem of a unicorn's head <gasps> and then that seems to rest underneath it. I want that. 
Um, so that's uh, probably the, the gift. Seem to I could assume so. Uh, the ghosts seem to go back to what they're doing. Uh, as long as you don't bother them, it seems that they will not bother you um, for the time being. Then Azar will turn to the group and say, well, we have our marching orders. Get the lantern, take down Raiden, return home, I guess. Do you think they'd let me use that quiver I, to take down Raiden? I think if we disturb them again, we have to fight them again. I thought so. But if we find this Ulven, <laughs> if we find this Ulven somewhere in the castle, I assume the quiver is yours. Ulven it is. And she starts like walking, looking around. Ulven. Ulven. <laughs> yeah, the, the garden here, Agnes, is a druid. Like life, there is still life here. Like these plants are overgrown and like the flowers, but all the color is gone. The flowers are all black or gray or hmm. a shade thereof. There's no coloration. The grass is this kind of, yeah, blackish gray color. The hedges, all the leaves have turned blackish gray. It's like the color has been drained out of this place. They're still alive, the plants, though barely. It's like they've been preserved almost, like hmm. fossilized. It's a little bit unnerving for one of your uh, particular interests and magical skill. Yes. Um, all the more reason to find what we came for as fast as possible. Sure. Uh, well, uh, there doesn't appear to be another way into the castle back here. There's just like sheer walls. I mean, you could try and climb up the walls. The walls are about 30, 40 feet high at this point. Um, or you can make your way back to that main courtyard with the guard room and the large shadowy door. Also, Tarkle is once again looking quite worse than for wear, I imagine. Um, I'm going to hand Tarkle a, uh, a healing potion. Ah, thank you. Uh, how much does it heal for? Uh, so if you drink it, it's a regular healing potion. It's yeah. 2d4 plus 2. Cool. 1 and 4. Nice and average. So 7. You're... Um, Azar will actually see how worse for where everyone's kind of seems to be right now um, and say, look, whatever is ahead of us seems horrifying, frightening, soaked in necromancy, but this courtyard seems relatively safe. The specters don't bother us if we don't bother them. Perhaps we sit for a few moments and catch our breath before continuing on. Tarkle falls on his butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys can like find like a bit of the garden separate from where the specters are, and you can kind of like find like a small area of this like overgrown garden to just sit in and take a short rest or if you'd like to attempt a longer rest it's up to you we have a lot of elves that can trance you do clive can't um but nope. we could take a watch you could um i would i would discuss that with the like azar sure. would discuss that with the group like saying like look i don't mind trancing then watching if you guys want to take like a whole last long rest it's a good idea. I wipe some of the potion off of my face and be like, yeah, long rest sounds really good. <laughs> drink that. It was just one. We have a lot of healing potions. We, you're, you're good. Yeah, you guys I'm don't a have healing like, potion. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't have like bedrolls or tents or anything. So you'd basically be like trying to like prop yourselves up and just take like a long resting period, basically, right? Like um, basically like making campish. Yeah, yeah in a garden. 
yeah, as best you, you know. can. If we're right. in a garden, is there like a like a tree I could climb up in? Aw. There's no big trees, unfortunately. They're all kind of like little, you know, like you get the nicely shaped trees and like fancy gardens. They're like that. They're not like big oak trees and stuff like that. Um, well, I'm going to attempt. To yeah, use you can maybe like, you can, you, you kind of, you try and climb up it and it just bends immediately. It's just like, you're like, <laughs> but you could definitely like curl up underneath like these overgrown bushes and things like that and kind of, kind of nestle yourself in it as best you can. Um, sure. If you want to get kitty with it. Uh, okay. Well, if you guys can take a long rest, um, the way I, I generally do this is you do have mostly elves. So this would be two watch periods. Uh, one first half, one second half. Um, uh, when you are as an elf, when you, you still have to have eight hours. So you just only need to be uh, kind of in the trance state for four hours. The other four hours right. you can be keeping watch. So you're still resting, but you can just be keeping watch while you do that. Oh. Um so whoever is taking watch for the first watch um, will make a check, and then whoever's taking watch for the second watch will make a check, and it will be perception first. checks. So Azara's going to take one of the, the first one. Does anybody want to join Azara? I'll take the second, because I think both Azara and my perceptions are the best. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, perception check? Okay. Yep. So uh, Azara's going to take the first one. So uh, a perception check. 19. Okay. Uh, let me see. Let's see if anything happens. Oh. I should have done that before I had you roll perception, but the first four hours, I mean, it's it's uncomfortable. Being in this place, Zara, the longer you're here, the more these shadows play tricks on your mind. Like, this garden does feel relatively safe, but those long shadows created by the bushes and the trellises they twitch and move your own shadow. Sometimes you catch it doing things that you're not doing. Mm -hmm. It seems to be reading from a book and when you're not, and then you glance at it and it's back to normal. You catch almost out the corner of your eye. It seems to be playing with a knife and then it's, you catch, you look and it's back to normal. It's unnerving. Mm -hmm. There's no animal sounds. You can hear the kind of labored breathing of your companions. There is another sound though just in the air, this kind of intense drone, but it's so quiet and it's almost like you feel it more than you hear it. Just this, and it seems to just be everywhere, but no creatures, no surprise attacks during your four hours. Uh, Agnes kind of her eyes awaken from the trance state. You see Agnes kind of come to full cognition. Um, you two, two of you lock eyes as you swap over. Um, uh, yeah, if, unless you guys want to say something to each other, just give me a perception roll. Uh, uh, well, Agnes. Azara would alert Agnes to the drone um, that she heard before taking her okay. rest. Sure. Does that mean anything to Agnes? In particular? I mean, when you start your watch you notice the same thing. What Azara told you about. And for you, it's a, even a bit worse because being in this natural place, you can't sense like, it, it senses, it's like a forest asleep. It's like a forest frozen. There's no life moving here. There's nothing. There's, apart from the life of your own companions, you don't feel anything natural. The color has been drained out. Um, your fire spirit had dies down, you know, before you even awaken and there's no light here. There's no fire here. There's no warmth. It's cold. It's sad. 
it feels like something really tragic happened in this place. And then there, about two, three hours in, you hear this, just this deep droning deep in your chest coming through the very earth coming through the rock the castle walls through the air through the trees it's everywhere it's suffocating it's it's deafening all at once and just as it's too much just as you're beginning to like really freak out Tarkle and clive both begin to kind of stir uh, as your watch ends with no uh, hidden surprises you may all take a long rest Fine. Why? I don't know. What? Great. Nice. Yep. Make sure you get that that long rest. You get half your hit dice back if you'd spent any. Um, but that droning when you all waken, you can all hear it. You can all feel it. It's it's not as bad when all of you are together and you're focusing on other things. But there is that kind of moment where you can all kind of something is definitely building. Uh, around you almost like it feels like it's building around you as individuals can i I have sound do i have any frame of reference for what might cause a drone like that like even as a person i'm like that sounds like a such and such or Mm, i mean it doesn't sound like an insect it doesn't you've heard things like insects buzzing in the forests and things like that before it doesn't sound like you know a a magical light that you might have heard it doesn't sound like a you know an an instrument yeah it's 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 almost like you don't hear it. It's like you feel it. Mm, don't like uh, that. Is there any Arcana check I can do to see if like the other plane is affecting us? You like, can definitely make an Ar- you can make an Arcana check. I'm gonna make an Arcana check. Sure. That's not gonna be anything. That's gonna be an eleven. Good. I'll try. Um. Sure. Yeah. Uh, anybody who's trained in Arcana can make this check. If you're not trained in Arcana, I'd say you probably won't know anything about other like planes in detail. You mean if we have a proficiency in it, or yes. yeah, if you're proficient oh. in it? Sorry, I trained is an old third edition term. I don't know why I said trained. Uh, I have plus two it. modifier, but I don't have the little proficiency button. Then you wouldn't have the necessarily like the practice learning to know anything about the planes, and especially something like the shadow fell. Um, okay. So it's just like you just have to go off your own sort of instincts, really. Um, anybody else? Uh, I think Azara yeah. will just say, like, we should continue on. I feel I fear that. Lingering in this place may affect us. And she kind of like looks around at the shadows that are dancing. Sure. Yeah, you look around, the shadows aren't doing anything now. What? Yeah. Like none of them are doing anything at all ever? Well, in this courtyard, yeah. You, well, they're just like normal. Just like normal shadows. And so even Clive, then, like it's so dark and stuff. Yeah. Sure. Clive's already like halfway to the door. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Makes sense. He just yeah, woke up okay. like, all right. Right, let's go. Uh, Clive leading the way leads you back to this main courtyard. Um, the one where the, the braziers that uh, Agnes had lit still lit. Azara. Azara, sorry. Uh, one of the A's. The blue, bra- the blue flames still burning. Probably should have gone out by now, Azara. Judging mm. on how old and like how long you've been, like eight hours, they should have burnt out. They're not. They're still glowing. The you see that the the guard room, this kind of small guard room to the side, the door is now open. It wasn't open before. And then the large doors that lead into the castle interior still have this swirling, shadowy movement all over it, as if coated in shadows. Uh, Azara will point to the open door and say, "Is anyone else concerned about that?" <laughs> 
not concerned enough to walk in there. I think we should just make our way. And See, I was thinking that, except the opposite. <laughs> Me too. Uh, well? But, yeah, the noble, you know, but, uh, I think uncle. we should look inside. I think we should be cautious, but look inside because if we go into the castle and whatever went in there comes behind us, it could be dangerous. Also, what if the lantern's in there? I... It probably won't be, but we should still take Pro- a look. Probably in Cecilia's tower, which is that way. Look, Point if we went on door. probably's most of the time, where would we be? Probably not here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you... Go ahead. We can, we can, let's check this room. I mean, Taco, yeah. I mean, if you want to check out the big door, you could do that while the others look into the. Yeah, the I'll, I'll, look, I'll walk towards the big door. Just okay. scream if you need anything, I guess. Yeah. I mean, this area, by the way, you know, it, it's probably like a good sort of like couple of hundred feet wide. Y- you can still call to each other and see each other. Like the, the braziers are lit enough that you can glance across and see each other. Dim light as it is. Um, those of you who are entering the building, um, sort of move over and begin making your way. I'll um, stay with the little one then. So who's going where? Just so I'm 100% clear. I'm going to big go door. The, yeah, I'll go to the door. So Agnes oh. and Tarkle are going to the big door. No, sorry, the, the open door to the guard. The guard yeah. room. Okay, so Agnes is going to the guard room. Clive, you going with Agnes? No, I uh, don't feel wanna... comfortable leaving little Tarkle alone. Aww. Okay. So, you with trail. so Agnes and Azara, you guys are going to go check out the guard room whilst Tarkle and Clive check out the big door. Yeah, I'm going to kind of stay a little bit in the middle in case like the big door needs some radiant energy or Agnes needs some radiant energy. I want to be sure. able to like okay, cleric my way out of here. <laughs> and All before right, I sure. go to the door, I'm going to summon Candor back up. Blue flames again. covered Blue in Blue flames. Um, all right, we'll start with Agnes then. Uh, the guardhouse, this building is far less ornate than some of the taller ones behind the door and the castle walls that you can see. It's a very simple stone. It has arrow slit windows, um, a sloped roof of blue, dark blue tiles. Uh, it makes it look very practical. Uh, you can see that there are these columns which have support an upper balcony, and then there's this now open doorway leading inside. It is pitch black. Uh, Candor doesn't provide light. I checked this. The world's, it doesn't actually give off light. It's just fire. Um, so when you step in, your vision switches to dark, uh, dark vision. And again, it becomes this room of black and gray, and the shadows are just shifting and squirming. Like there's a light source in here, but you can't see it, and the shadows twist and turn and move. But you don't see any creatures. Uh, there appears to be, there are racks all along one wall. There are racks of old rusted weapons and ammunition. Um, you can see a set of broken rusted armor laying on the floor on the far side of the room. Maybe bone fragments and tattered bits of cloth kind of still partially inside it. Uh, there's a, st- a set of stone stairs that lead up um, to a second floor. And then there are these black stains. And stain isn't even really a good word for it. They're like black outlines of people. And they seem to be on the floor, partially up against the walls, as if somebody's shadow was burnt into the stone. Um, do you stay at the doorway? Are you going to head inside? What do you want to do? 
can I see in the room just as well as I could if there were light? Like, might I see more if there were light in there, or is my dark vision serving? The dark vision sees the dark vision sees like things clearly, but for whatever reason, whenever there's no light source, your that black and white vision, the shadows it makes the shadows so much weirder and also harder to distinguish from anything else. Like, it is difficult to see. It doesn't, you know, you're not like at disadvantage or anything like that, but there's definitely something funny going on. Um, relying on your dark vision. I'm going to turn back and say, I'm I'm going upstairs. There's okay. the stairway in here. Sure. If I yell, I'm probably in trouble. Yep. And I will walk in and go up the stairs. Okay. okay. Well, then. Cool. All right. Uh, in that case, uh, I would like you just roll a D4 for me, please, Agnes, and tell me what you get. Three. Three. Okay. Meanwhile, as Agnes kind of steps in, the three of you, um, Azara, you're kind of lingering between the two, mm -hmm. so you don't see the door in detail. Clive and Tarkor, you make your way up to this large door set into the interior wall. Um, it's, yeah, like 12, 15 feet tall. It's, you know, this is a castle's door. And looking at it, it is definitely uncomfortable. It does seem to undulate and pulse with these shadows. It is like a, a barrier that is covering the actual doorway itself. Um, when you get close to it, you begin to feel something like tugging at your chest. Like, an, like a string is in the middle of your ribs and it's being yanked forwards. And when you look down, your shadows are being pulled into the door like they're being stretched and like pulled towards the door itself you don't feel any pain but is this uncomfortable sensation like something is yanking you towards it um drawing you closer what would you like to do this is me nope this is uh okay, clive and tarkle yeah this is clive and tarkle i'm gonna look to my shadow and be like oh you stay put there <laughs> <laughs> It's like being stretched, like your mane is almost like almost like your shadow is falling. The mane's actually pulled upwards and is pointing towards the door as if it's falling towards it. I think I would like feel the sensation. I'd I'd like pull myself back and see if that sensation stops once I distance myself from the door. Yeah, you have to get back, you know, probably to where uh, Azara is, and then it it goes away. Okay. Yeah, I think I would still do that. Okay. Uh, so Clive is just there on his own, like looking at his shadow, and you can see him sort of stood before it. Uh, Clive, don't you feel that? It's like, hey, he's a strange thing. It is. I'm gonna like start like swiping and pawing at my shadow. <laughs> yeah, like you're like trying to grab it. Um, and yeah, just yeah, you can't it's grab like it obviously. Hand. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's just like whoosh, swishing through the air. That feeling's still there though. This like tightness and this yanking, this pulling sensation. Would Azara have been able to figure out like what's happening after what Tarkle just said and then like now looking? I mean, it sounds like they're feeling, they're, yeah, looking, yeah. there's something going on with their shadows and Tarkle felt something. Yeah, Azara would then definitely call it like, Clive, best back up just in case. Right, after I figure it out, I'm going to keep messing with this. Clive, <laughs> if you get possessed, it's not going to be good for us. Hey, well, you know, it's, it's I'm not your problem. If, if I'm a burden, then feel free to just, you know, do your own thing then. I mean, you don't, like, you're stood there, Clive, and, like, you're you're padding at the shadow, and, like, that sensation is there, and the shadow's being, but it's not getting any closer to the door. Like, it's it's like it's caught, 
mid-fall or like it's been caught you know you're keeping it in place but you've just got this very odd sensation that something is pulling you towards this doorway yeah i'm just like i'm not like going more towards it i'm just i'm, I'm just kind Stood of where dumb, you are dumbfounded and messing sure. with this uh meanwhile while this is going on agnes um you begin making your way through this guards room kind of stepping over these like dark stains of shadows like these weird burn marks in the stone floor stepping over overturned chairs and broken down weapon racks and you just begin hearing very faintly in your ears just like what are you doing follow your own where's going back like this indistinguishable whispers you can't quite make out the words but it's it's a very confusing mix of all different voices but like very soft whispers like that kind of stuff in your ears like you you think for a second you might be imagining it you continue making your way do you stop or do you still want to keep going upstairs i'll keep going okay uh you make your way to the stairs you begin making your way up the whispers begin getting a little bit louder and you can start hearing more distinguished voices like we must secure the lord what's going on what's going on? where are we what's that like you begin to hear like questions, little bits of panic. Let's all, you know, somebody's trying to keep order. Somebody's asking what's going on. Like there's all these like voices, men and women all kind of merge together. When you get upstairs, uh, you can see that it's this large room with a wooden desk, a round table and chairs. Um, some of the chairs have these similar black stains on the ground as if somebody was sat in the chair and it's left this impression of their body. Um, there is also at the far end, you can see that behind uh, kind of an opened um, gate or like an opened kind of uh, fencing um, inside the room, there are two chests uh, which appear to be locked. They have like big heavy, you know, metal locks on them. And then an armoire, like a big sort of like armor, uh, you know, container, like a cabinet for armor um, that is also locked. Um they're tapered, uh, tattered tapestries and a broken chandelier. Um, what do you do? Can I see, as, as a fire expert, can I mm -hmm. tell anything more about these like burn marks? They were not caused by fire. They look like somebody's shadow has been printed into the stone as if it's been caught like mm -hmm. in a moment of time it, there, there is an element of fire to it actually now i'd say you don't think like an actual fire did this it's not like a scorch mark left by flame but the people's reactions the way that the kind of edges of the shadows have been blurred the way that the the chairs have been it's like a wave of invisible fire hit this room and all the shadows were instantly frozen into the stone um when you start thinking about this those whispers are becoming this is actually getting they're so loud you can barely hear anything now um and it's it's kind of getting painful uh you take three points of psychic damage um as that happens the floor is stone yes i'm gonna find an empty patch of floor mm -hmm. and i'm gonna cast bonfire on it just to like light the room and see if that calms anything down yeah um, thing with bonfire, it doesn't create light, but when you summon it, the blue flame, so your conjured bonfire becomes blue as well, like all the fire you've seen, and it seems to appear 
just the spell the spell works perfectly normally it leaves no scorch mark like it doesn't leave any residual effect you just kind of create this fire and it just does what it normally does as per the spell um but it doesn't, but it doesn't create any light uh no the create bonfire spell doesn't actually create light um as per the spell really yep i was looking it up <laughs> i guess i just assumed you would assume so so it's like firebolt right like they create like flame huh. they create heat but it's light is a very specific thing like it creates like areas of light the bonfire right. kind of almost creates like this flash of fire and it does stay there but it's not actually giving off any actual light to see by it's like an effect um, i see so when i've it, used it to create light like in a fireplace it's because the bonfire set the wood in the fireplace on fire which created exactly, a fire which created okay. an actual fire but because there's nothing for it to actually set a light and burn here it's just like a magical fire it's like a magical flame it, it's not actually creating you know this thing it would cause fire damage um but the it's not actually creating light um not to an extent that you can see by you know it's maybe making like a very ever so slight glow um huh all right well so uh, i'm assuming that has is, no effect on any of the like whispering or anything in the room so that's the other thing you take another three points of psychic damage after you create that bonfire and you look at this effect the voices are so loud it's you can barely hear your own thoughts um and there's nobody else around you so they don't see any of the other effects i try um i extinguish the bonfire because it does no good and maybe just made them mad um and i will try speaking and saying friends be still uh you you start speaking out to them um the voices don't seem to react to you but then in amongst the whispers you begin to hear screaming you begin to hear like, oh, God, by the God. Uh, you hear, stand tall, men. We must find Lord Ray. Where are the nobles? They've abandoned. Oh, God. Take another three psychic points points of psychic damage. There is a balcony that leads out. Um, there's a, a doorway connected to, but this is like deafening you now. And like, you can feel this pressure building in your mind. Uh, yeah, I, I imagine I'm kind of like, like, ducking even though there's nothing to duck from but you know that like impulse of like trying to stay away from the sound and i will go toward the door to the balcony i'll just try to escape this room but i don't want to run back yet because i haven't seen what there is to see up here okay so you begin kind of staggering away uh towards the balcony um your movement will get there take another three points of psychic damage just as you kind of ah, uh, you gasp for air the second you get outside the guard room the whispering stops and you're now on this balcony looking down into the courtyard. You can see Clive, Tarkal, Azara. Um, you kind of stagger out <sighs> like deep breaths and it's blissfully quiet. Um, Azara, if you are kind of in the middle and like looking between the two things, mm -hmm. when Agnes emerges, there is black smoke coming out of her like tear ducts and her ears. And it's just like, and it just vanishes and then it stops. And then immediately, as soon as she gets outside, it's like it trails away and then But stops. I would have seen that. You saw like the last bits of it just like whoosh, disappear. Then I'll call up Agnes. What happened in there? I heard the voices of hundreds of souls frightened and in pain. I, I don't know if it means they're trapped there or just the pain they experienced is still stuck to the walls. Well, the pain is causing you actual physical pain. I think it's best you come back until 
we lift whatever curse there is here. Agnes will kind of look back at the room with concern, like she wants to do something to help these people, but she knows Azara's right. Um, can can she teleport off the balcony and instead of you going? Do you have candle out? Yes, you could just teleport down. I was okay. thinking of that. Like, well, you're either going to have to go through <laughs> or jump down, but no, yeah. you can candle and you appear next. Um, next to Azara. Clive and Tarkle, anything from you guys with this looming door? Clive is now like punching the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's it's your shadow is still trying to get away from you. It's not like the punches. You can see your shadow moving like when mm -hmm. you do it. But then when you stand back up, the shadow's still trying to like fall into the door. It's like it full were. on like cat with the laser pointer at this point. Mm -hmm. It's like yep. I don't even know what the goal is. <laughs> yep. Um, I think I would just <clears throat> just watching Clive Paw and me not wanting to get close to the door again because I really didn't like that feeling of a string in my rib cage. I'm just mm -hmm. gonna try to throw my dagger in desperation just at the door to see if the shadows react at all. Okay. This flash of silver kind of you launch it out of your hand and it thuds into the door and you see the shadows kind of ripple and pulse and there's a beat the dagger snaps back to your hand and then you guys look around and those shadows that had been mimicking the guards and the noble people that you'd seen kind of moving around as if the people were still there six of them emerge from the ground becoming these living things and you begin to hear these terrible voices not unlike the whispers you heard agnes they are attacking the castle intruders kill them and we are going to roll initiative one more time my friends. oh you made something happen lad i guess i did as the dagger the attack on the door has driven them to defend their castle yeah, 14. 14 for Zara. I need to write this down because there's no way we're going to finish this in five, 10 minutes, <laughs> but uh, we'll pick it up next week. Tarkle. 17. 17. Agnes. 13. 13. Clive. 20. Ooh. 20. Big boy. Uh, Clive of the Wildmane. So you see six of these shadowy things kind of pull themselves from the ground. Um, I'm assuming you guys you guys have played things like Kingdom Hearts before. You know how oh my God. nobodies. Yeah, the little nobodies kind of pull themselves up out of the ground. It's That's like, what um, I was thinking. Yep. Yeah. These are oh not cute. These are these are hideous, twisted, elongated humanoid forms. Oh, so they're like they're like Demix's nobodies. They're like the tiny ones with the with the pointed feet. Even creepier though. No. Like, there's nothing cute. There's nothing cute about these. These are jagged. You can almost make out like the vague shapes of armor and dresses but there's nothing human left they, these are just shapes um clive what do you do before i attack i look to a lord my lady are we engaging <laughs> i can we try talking to them would okay. I be able to use a free action to ask if they want to talk? I mean, you can you can speak to them. Uh, if you're trying to convince them of something, it would be a check. But you can definitely be like shadows. What do you you know? You can talk to them. Sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna. I don't want to do any kind of like check or anything to use any okay. action. Just like, are you wanting to talk or fight? 
they just kind of stand there for a second, just like. I think we have to kill him, Clive. Go ahead. And I'm going to rage. Roll on your wild surge. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. You're surrounded by multicolored protective lights. You gain a plus one bonus to AC. And while within 10 feet of you, your allies gain the same bonus. Okay, so this multicolored light is like almost like the first color you've really seen in this place, apart from your own clothes, as this light begins to swirl and shimmer around Clive, becoming this form. Um, Great. Uh, Anytime that happens, he's like, oh, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, These six shadows are pretty spread out, Clive. You're going to have to like target one and then maybe move on to the next one because they're all kind of like spread out in the courtyard. Sure, I'll target whatever is closest. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, when you look at these things, Clive, um, you use dark vision to see, right? Because there's mm-hmm. no, you don't have any light source. Um, sure. You have disadvantage on the attack rolls. The shadows that are being created around this courtyard and these living shadows, almost, it's so hard to distinguish them with your dark vision that it's, they almost seem to shift and move um, as you do so. Now, what if I attack recklessly? then it would be an even roll because advantage okay. and disadvantage would cancel out. So you can just go Sweet. in and be like, Rah. math. Sure. That is a dirty 20. Uh, that will hit uh, the first of these living shadows. Great. So that's uh, six. And then I add something to that because reckless. Plus right? three. Plus yeah, three, uh, so... The reckless is you have advantage and attack roll, but r- when you rage, you do plus three damage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So then nine. I say? Nine. Nine total. Um, so similar to when you were fighting the ghosts, your Morningstar does seem to kind of semi-pass through them, and it doesn't have quite the punch that you're expecting. They are resistant to the attack um, that's non-magical. So it kind of kind of punches into one, and then, you know, this shadowy wisps come off of it, but it is still there. I want to do that again. Sure. Uh, 20-something. That hits. So, ooh, then, fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, fourteen points of damage. Half is seven. So the morning star crashes through another one, and you think for sure this is going to destroy this kind of weak, spindly shadow creature, but the morning star just kind of passes through, and it just leaves this kind of gaping hole, um, and the shadow almost just seems to connect back together. Um, Dealt damage. It's uh, it looks reduced in in strength, but it is still standing. Uh, anything else, Clive? No, just excited for the challenge. Sure. Okay. Tarkle. Um, round of combat, and then we'll wrap up <clears> today's episode. I'm gonna be. I want to move towards Clive, but not be like directly. I want to be. I have to be within ten feet of him, right, to have that AC bonus. Yes. I'm just gonna so get within ten feet of him. You get within uh, ten feet. Yep. Yeah. And then I'm gonna toss my kiss of silver at the one that he was also attacking. So you're going to stack the damage on the one he was fighting. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Uh, that is a 10 plus 8, 18. 18 hits. Well, uh, wait, do I have disadvantage because of the shadow nonsense? Ooh, yeah, if you're using dark vision, anybody who's using dark vision, if you make an attack roll, you have disadvantage. Yeah. Unless oh, you have the... um, bright light. Uh, okay, the, other, the other one was higher, uh, lower. This okay. one was a 12. So uh, 12 still just hits. Yeah, the 12 does still just catch okay. the thing. 
Um, so even though it kind of shifts and shimmers out of the way, uh, you do still manage to strike it. Cool. All right. 1d4 plus 4, which mm -hmm. is 3, so 7. And then sneak attack, because Clive is then with his within... Yep. Oh, I wouldn't have had disadvantage, right? Because I would have had... Uh, it would have done the math that Nate did. Yes, you would have had the even row, because Doesn't it matter. would have done that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 3 plus 5 is 8, plus 3 is 11, plus 6. 17 plus the 7. 24. Total damage. Okay. Uh... I need to check one thing because you don't get sneak attack when you have disadvantage, but you canceled it out with advantage. So how does that work? But we'll assume it does. The Kiss of Silver strikes the one that Clive was fighting and it just evaporates. It just like explodes into black mist. And just, did, did my brooch do anything? Because I'm taking notes about this. Uh, it has. It does the same thing. So it glows. There is this green mist around the Kiss of Silver before you throw it, but the mist doesn't seem to affect the shadow in it. Did way. I see it this time? Okay. Uh, this time you would have seen it. Yeah, you cool. would have seen the brooch kind of just dimly... Um, but none of you are close enough to actually see what shows up on the brooch um, when you do it. Um, My turn? Uh, uh, yeah, unless there's anything else Tarka wants to do, it's Azara's go. No, I'm done. Um, I would like to move close hmm. enough to Clive to get that AC bonus. You're all uh, three of you are grouped up within 10 feet cool. of Clive. Also close enough to one of them that's within five feet of me. Yep. Okay, cool. So you can, um, you can basically move up to Clive, so you're behind Clive or behind yeah. Tarkle. Or uh, next to Tarkle. Kind of, you know, like musical theater. They have two here and one here. I'm like sure. that. Um, you're windowed? I'm windowed. Thank you. That's the term. Yeah. yeah. I am going to quicken this spell. Um, I'm Before I do anything, directed to the group, I'm going to say, please remember we are part, we are split with another realm. Whatever we do affects there and we don't want to tear any relationships and ruin our chances of completing our quest. And then I'm going to guiding bolt. Uh, uh, one of, is there one that's kind of centralized to give off the most light? They're all kind of spread out. Um, okay. You went, Even if you hit one, the effect only affects one creature. So Meow. it won't, you know, create that thing. But they're all kind of spread out. And now that the one next to Clive has been destroyed, you have a you have five targets, basically. Okay. It, it won't really matter which one you Whichever hit. one is closest to me. And I want to make sure that I'm within five feet of whichever one I'm hitting. Okay. Uh, this is a ranged attack roll, yes. You also use yes. dark vision, so you do yes. have disadvantage. Yes. That is a 13 plus... What's my attack? Six? 19? 13 was the lowest, yep. Uh, if okay. that's the lowest one. Yep. That okay. is the lowest one because the next one was a 17. Um, uh, the, the, the bolt of light strikes this thing and it just... It's, it's not a shriek, but it just reacts as if it's in immense pain. Roll damage for me. Cool, that's 4d6. Mm -hmm. That is 3, 6. Nice, Shady. Nine. I saw that as well. It's good, good to know for the future. Uh, yep. 9, 10, 11, plus 6 is 17. Yeah, this thing evaporates. When the light strikes this thing, the radiant energy of this divine power, it burns the shadow from the inside to nothing. It just evaporates it. Dope. Uh, with my bonus action, I want to Word of Radiance another one. Uh, Word of Radiance is 5 feet around you, right? There are no enemies within 5 feet of you. Oh, did I just evaporate the one that was within 5 feet of me? I mean, even that one was like 15 feet away from you. Oh, so. darn. Uh, okay, then... Because you're next to Clive and Taku, and they just killed the one that was next then to if, Clive. Then if, if I saw none of them, I wouldn't have quickened that spell. I would have just, yeah. just, just used done that Just as then. a normal spell. That's fine. Can yep. you take your sorcery points back? Done it as a normal spell. Yeah, there's um... no map, so sometimes it's hard to get across where positioning and stuff is. 
then then that's it yep agnes we'll do this and then we'll uh wrap up and then i'll have the shadows go at the start of next episode there's four left right there is currently four left yeah for now are they within a 20 foot cube um so as in like you want to strike multiple things you won't be able Mm -hmm. to get all four of them in that 20 foot cube no you'll be able to get two of them unless they move unless they move yeah, they're all kind of like spread out. This courtyard's quite wide and they were all popping up in different areas. So they're all quite spread out and they've got like sort of 15, 20 feet between them and then they're converging on the door. So you'll have to like pick, you know, a group of them, like two of them next to each other, basically. Not worth it. Uh, I saw that they these specters previously got hit um, in melee and it did damage, even though like maybe not as much as usual, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can definitely, you can still strike them in, in melee combat. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm just going to start shooting longbow at them. Okay, yeah. You can just take like one of the far ones and um, yeah. uh, leave the leave the other guys up in melee. Mm-hmm. 15 uh, So hit. you have d- disadvantage, same thing. So oh, uh, the right. darkness, if you're using your dark vision, these things are very hard to hit. Oh man, I crit on the second one, but with disadvantage, oh. 15. 15. So the 15 still hits. The arrow kind of passes through one. That will do seven damage. Oh, wait, seven. sorry. That rolled for the crit. So it would actually be five. Five and then halved to two. Uh, the arrow passes through it, but the shadow almost doesn't seem to register. It just kind of whoosh, whips back. Oh, it didn't do any damage, it looks like? It did. It did two oh. points of damage. Okay, gotcha. It, like the, For flavor, it kind of passes through it and it just snaps back um, as if unfazed by the blow. But it did, Kander it did speeds damage. along with the arrow and circles and does a little flame seed on the same sure. the same go little dude go for it that will be uh does candor have disadvantage if candor uses dark vision yes i don't think it then he doesn't we'll say for now he doesn't no. and we'll check it out for next okay time. cool uh 23 to hit that hits and that will be eight fire damage Eight points of fire damage. That is also halved. You see the fire does not seem to strike the shadow as well as it would a living thing. Um, and then it would be the shadows go. And we see uh, three of them are going to converge on uh, Azara, uh, Clive, and Tarkle. All three of them kind of rush forward. Uh, and then the lone one that you've been shooting at, Agnes, is going to probably make a rush towards you. And that is where we will end today's episode of Knights of Evening Star. Uh, there is another show after us, so we're going to do super, super quick shout-outs, starting with Shady Penguin. Go, go, go. Hi, guys. I'm Shady Penguin. I'm playing Pokemon a lot on Twitch.tv slash Shady Penguin and YouTube.com slash Shady Penguin. I tag Nate. Uh, I got nothing. I tag Mika. Uh, my name is Mika. You can find me at Mika Burton. You can find my dog at Rena's Wild Shape. Uh, and also go watch the new Critter Hug episode that just premiered today. We talked about vampires. Ah, I tag Anna. Hi, I'm Anna Prosser. You can find me at Anna Prosser everywhere, including on Twitch. If you'd like to follow my channel, it's very easy. Also, I will have a show on Friday that I'm very excited about. You may know Dr. B, who's been on this channel before, I believe, and is around as an awesome advocate of mental health with Take This. He's going to be on Extra Brains with us to talk about autism and how um, we can talk about neurodiversity. That's at 1 p.m. on Friday. Mark. Thank you very much. I'm Mark Humes. You can find me as Sherlock underscore Humes in most places. Uh, you can check out my other show that I do, my main D&D show that I do, High Rollers D&D as well. That's every Sunday and Thursday. Most importantly, if you come by my Twitch channel tomorrow, Sherlock underscore Humes, I'm doing a D&D one shot with uh, the streamer Code Miko. If you've ever heard of Code Miko, I expect it to be chaotic and very, very cursed. 
Uh, come and check that out. It will be quite funny, I'm sure. Come and check that out. That's it from us. That's it from White Text Friend, um, from Dave. Goodbye. We'll see you next week. Bye.